Just when you thought it was safe to go looking for a podcast, you stumbled across us. Fantastic. You're in the right place. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you found the number one podcast in all the land. Okay, just Mississippi. But we're going with that until documentation proves otherwise. Now strap in for the journey from the lower levels of Ridgewood Recording Studios. We are World of Wild. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, William. Glad you could be here for another episode today. Um, my podcast journey has taken me to a lot of different places, and I've had a chance to meet a lot of different people. I've had an opportunity to speak to quite a wide variety of individuals, which is what makes this whole podcasting journey really interesting. Today, uh, I know you guys know from my past, if you've listened to any of my past episodes, I do like to talk to other podcasters on the show, and I also um, you know, everybody enjoys a good laugh. So I've had the opportunity to have a few comedians on. Well, today I get a little bit of both. Um, today we're going to be talking to a gentleman named Jeff Dwoskin. He's from the state of Michigan. And uh, Jeff's kind of both. Jeff's got a podcast, an award-winning podcast, and he also is a stand-up comedian. That's where he kind of got his start. He also, like I said, is based out of Michigan. So he's actually specifically based out of Detroit, Michigan. And if anybody that's ever followed comedy knows, or anybody that's watched any uh, television in the last 20 years knows, that a very famous uh, comedian from the Detroit, Michigan area, um, Mr. Tim Allen, is, you know, he's, he's a big deal in Michigan. He's a big deal everywhere, but he was a huge deal in Michigan. And, and we get an opportunity, Jeff gets a chance, uh, he and I, to talk about the Tim Allen effect on that comedy scene in that area. Uh, we talk about uh, a lot of different things he's got going on throughout this conversation. Um, as the title implies, he even was part of an initial, he was in the initial part of a process where uh, the application called hashtag Roundup uh, kind of got its legs under it. He was he was in the initial uh, planning and preparation and implementation of that process. Uh, we talked about a lot. Uh, funny guy. Uh, I've checked out uh, quite a few of his episodes. His episodes are hilarious. You definitely want to check it out. Name of the show is uh, Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwoskin Show. Now, um, like I said, Jeff was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, he grew up in the Farmington Hills, Michigan area. Uh, he, like I said earlier, he is an award-winning comedian. Uh, he's won a, He was the prestigious winner of the Dick Purton Comedy Showcase and has appeared in numerous festivals. He is the host and creator of Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dwoskin Show, and that's where he gets a chance to do what he loves. He fuses his passion of comedy, trending topics, pop culture, and all things social media, and like he says it, into an ear-pleasing show with amazing guests from the worlds of comedy, acting, and social media. Uh, it, it's a sure hit. Um, like I said, I've listened to quite a few of his episodes, and he's a really, really good guy, a really funny guy, too. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation as much as he and I had having it. And uh, after the break, guys, my guest today, Mr. Jeff Dwoskin. 
Hey guys, your host William here. Quick question, are you a First and Second Amendment kind of person? Because if you are, our new affiliate partner, Tactical Brotherhood, is your place. If you're looking for ammo, guns, or gear, check out the link in the episode notes and enter code PATRIOT15 at checkout to receive that 15% discount. Also, Tactical Brotherhood, veteran-owned company. Now, back to the episode. What's up, guys? And back from the break with my guest today, Mr. Jeff Dwoskin. Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Good hey, to be here. As, uh, as I said in the intro, guys, Jeff Dwoskin is not just any guy from Detroit. This guy is a big-time celebrity. He is a podcasting uh, genius. He is a social media guru and influencer. You will find him all over social media, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, he also is part of um, a couple of business ventures we're going to talk about, dealing with hashtags and such as that. Uh, he's also rubbed elbows with uh, some pretty well-known comedians, although he is a well-known comedian of his own right. So uh, we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit about all that. Uh, Jeff, how is it uh, you are based out of Detroit, correct? That is true. What is, it about, uh, what is it, about 12 degrees and snowing up there right now? I don't know. I haven't left my house since March, so I uh, understand where the- <laughs> He's taking his pandemic thing to the whole next level. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just talking about, uh, I just got off of interviewing another young man from Jacksonville, Florida, and he was complaining about it being in the 50s. I'm like, the 50s? Man, we're lucky if we hit the 50s for a high, because uh, I think I woke up this morning to about 30 degrees, so... The, the temperatures in Florida are their their perception of temperature is much different. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was talking about it was so. It, it, he said it was chilly at fifty five. I'm like fifty five, man. I would give anything for fifty five. All right. Their blood must be. I, I understand. I well, and there's a lot I of going, old. I remember, I went to Florida once and it was seventy. I was doing sales for a company and I went. It was seventy and they're like. They're all wearing light sweaters, apologizing yeah. because 70. it's so chilly. Yeah, <laughs> like I, seventy. I know that this is a this is an image my my listeners probably don't want to hear, but if it was seventy, I'd be walking around in my backyard with my shirt off. So, well, there you go. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Jeff Dwoskin. Who is Jeff Dwoskin? You know, he what is the show about? Uh, you're a big time comedian in the area. You have multiple awards uh, from the com- the comedy side of it. Uh, you also were just recently named, you kind of laughed when I was talking about your, your world-renowned podcast, but you also were just recently named the winner, uh, top 25 winner, Indie Podcast 2020 from Indie Pods United. Now, you weren't shocked by that. You knew you had a top-ranked podcast, correct? Well, I mean, you hope, yeah, it's nice and all that kind of stuff, but it never hurts for someone to give you an award. So, man, you, know, you can put it on the wall and rub in people's faces. <laughs> well, we are, uh, my, my podcast is based out of the Deep South. I'm uh, in uh, the southern part of the state of Mississippi. Uh, so we are geographically are about as far away from each other as you possibly can get. Uh, staying in the continental U.S. So tell my listeners that have never heard anything about Jeff Dwoskin and his show Live from Detroit, tell us a little bit about the podcast, the concept, the theme behind it, you know, how you were inspired to start it, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, it's, 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 it's a humorous pop culture podcast. So it's 
I sort of, I had a few kind of loves in my life. One of them being social media, one of them being comedy, one of them being, um, I love going to like comic cons and meeting actors, you know, and, and getting autographs and taking pictures with them and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, when I originally started a podcast, I was going to do it like in 2017 and it was going to be based more on my social media side and I had everything ready to go. It was, it was going to be called Viral Intentions, which I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Cruel Intentions. Right, sort of a right. Spin, a, yeah. I'm a play on that. Mm-hmm. And then viral because you go viral and right. you know, on, on social media. And, and I literally blew it off for years, literally years. And it sat on my desk and had all the wires. And <laughs> my wife maybe put it in a box. And then the pandemic hit. And so it took me about a month to find the box. And then... You mentioned you have somebody helps you with sound. I had to have somebody come to my house because I didn't know where the wires went into the, <laughs> the, the uh, what it called, the, um, what's it called? You know, the thing. The, the, thing, <laughs> the thing, you plug the thing into, the plugs into the thing. One of those modulation type deals. Yeah, yeah. soundboard. Yeah. And so he set it up and then, and so now it's like March and I'm getting ready. And I had everything ready to go in 2017, you know, with the, the viral intentions. I had a professional intro and outro and I was ready to go. And so I said, all right, I'm going to just do it. I got time now. I got the time. That's right. But here we are. Now it's March, 2020. You got the pandemic. Mm-hmm. People are dying left and right, getting sick left and right. Mm-hmm. I can't start a podcast called viral intentions. That's right. Right. So I had to kind of reshift my thinking because I still had the time and I'm like, I was talking with my brother. He's got some podcasts. He does a lot of them. And he's like, just name it, you know, after yourself. And then just do whatever you want. Don't hold yourself specifically to that narrow niche. So on my podcast, I still do social media tips. That's like a piece of it. You know, the social media tip. And like, and so I kind of just give concepts and ideas. It's like a two minute thing. Meaning like, I think a lot of times with social media or any software that you use, just awareness of something that exists and then go Google it. Cause there's people that made probably a video on how to do whatever I'm going right. to tell you, you should learn right. more about. So it's more of just kind of an awareness thing. Hey, check this out. Here's something you should look into. And then the beginning of the podcast, I kind of usually have five or six minutes where I'm doing something and, you know, I do a sponsor, you know, that's, I don't have real sponsors. So I make up my own sponsors and, you know, I do stuff like that. And then, with the hashtags, which we'll get into in a little bit, I think is I have this app called hashtag roundup and a Twitter property called hashtag roundup. And we do hashtags all day. I won't get into that because we'll cover that in a bit, but like, and then I read some hashtags in the show based on one of the hashtags. that's kind of relevant to that particular show. Mm-hmm. And so, and then in the middle is like an interview. So I interview, you know, actors, comedians, I, and um, you know, authors, that kind of stuff. So people that I find interesting and, you know, just kind of let, I love hearing their stories and, and just how they got to where they got to. And, you know, kind of like just behind the scenes things, you know, I grew up listening to like entertainment weekly and I loved all those shows, you know, where you kind of got the scoops and all the yeah. things going on. And so, you know, that's, that's what I like. I like when I'm talking to them, I'm kind of through the lens of, well, I think this would be interesting for someone else, you know, or someone who's like me. And, you know, who loves, you know, stars and as a, not starstruck, but just enjoys the idea of that as a, as a world that you can learn more about. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what it is. And it's, it's fun. I think, I think it's, you know, it's good. And, uh, you know, I put it out weekly, every Monday is a new episode and, 
it's been nice to be able to reach back to some of the comedian headliners that I've worked with. And, you know, it was a good excuse to kind of catch up with them again and reconnect. That's one of the nice things about Facebook. I was connected with them. So, hey, remember we worked together 15 years ago? Yeah. Want to be in my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> most people say yes. You know, you know, most people say yes. So it's like, all right, great. So, you know, set up some time, do the podcast, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. Like, you were talking about just reaching out to folks from my past that I had lost contact with. And being able to use social media to track them down, and and they have been, I've, I've had quite a few uh, that have been real receptive about the idea of coming on my show. And I'm like you now. I didn't. I I was told at one point that I was being conceited and I was being selfish because I actually named the show World of Wally, which is me, you know, William Wally. And I told them, I said, no, I said that wasn't the concept at all. Um, I, my deal was I just wanted to. To uh, I was actually trying to express the broadness of the different topics I wanted to discuss, and the world is about as broad as you can get. And I yes, I selfishly tagged my name on it. I mean, it's all about name recognition and branding. You you should be you know understand that perfectly. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's great. You have your I love the name of your podcast. You're the Jeff and, Dwoskin show. I mean, how much more yeah. branded can that be? So right, right, right. I ended up. With, Re, kind of rebranding it live from the, I know. Right, the Jeff I'm sorry. Show. Just, no, no, no. It's, a, it's okay. It's still the Jeff Dwoskin show. But like, just to kind of give it some context, if you were looking at it, to kind of give you the idea of it being like a, a variety show type. Yeah, I understand. To listen to. But I think it's you know one of the reasons I was in favor of putting my name in the show is when I wanted people to know it was my show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think when people think you're doing something for somebody else, they're less likely to be invested in listening to you do it. Oh, Jeff's doing that for work. You know what I mean? Nice, but you know, no, no, this is my thing. Just like it's World of Wally, it's your thing. You know, this is, you know, for you, for people who get to know you and your friends. Well, now you you were talking about the variety aspect of yours. And to be honest with you, when I first started, I, I wasn't really pushing the issue of variety. I've turned into a lot of interview style material, um, you know, through different connections I've made. Mine was originally, I had friends of mine that approached me and said, look, man, you should do a podcast and you should talk about all these crazy things that's going on in your life up to this point. I said, you got, you got stories for days. And, uh, and I tell people all the time when I go on other people's shows, I said, you know, that's how it started. But I can't, I probably have a small handful of stories of myself, personal stories that I've shared, uh, because it has morphed into something else. Um, I've checked out some of your uh, show content. You, uh, you've you had quite a variety of individuals come on your show. And you keep downplaying, I love how you're downplaying some of your old comedy peers that you've reached out to. You know, you're not you're not name dropping yet. I'll have to do that for you in a minute. So, because uh, we're gonna get into all that. Hey, let's go ahead. Since you are, and um, we're talking about name recognition and branding and all that kind of stuff, and you're a social media guru, self-proclaimed. It's on your website. I'm not making that stuff up. You are a social media influencer because, like I told you, when I was checking out some of your material, you were popping up all over the place on social media. So let's talk a little bit about your social media reach. Um, you are listed as the co-founder of Hashtag Roundup and Hashtag Stampede. Now, Roundup started back around 2015, and, and Hashtag Stampede, just, you just kind of just got it started in 2020. So tell us a little bit about both of those projects. 
Um, hashtag Stampede is actually is is the same company. It's it's the same company. It's just a more business side. Oh, uh, it's been tweaked so, a little bit. You've tweaked. So, right, right. It sort of evolved. So yeah. hashtag Roundup is now a product under hashtag. Oh, Stampede. I see. But let me. So, but hashtag Roundup for anyone listening is something that I started as when I was a professional comedian and I really kind of fell in love with Twitter and I really wanted to encourage people to get on Twitter and people were kind of squirmish or didn't know what to do. And even lay people, meaning like not comedians, just anybody, right? They just friends, family, that kind of stuff. So I kind of stumbled on to these, the concept of these hashtag games and a hashtag game is sort of a call and response or a premise, if you put it. It's a, a word game, meaning like, um, I'm looking some up. It, it, if it's a word game where if you, if you are told the prompt, you know how to respond, right? right? So I run a game every Sunday called Fake Facts. So today's was fake actors named Chris Facts. So you make up anything about like, you know how like there's all the Chris's, Chris Pratt. Right. There's Chris a million of them in Hollywood. Right. Yes. Right. So you just, it's just, you make up shit about any Chris you want to make up. Right. right. Or there was a big one today that we did. It was top 10 in the USA called Trump series finale. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you just kind of write out, you know, what you think the series finale of the end of this, right. this thing is going to be. And then, uh, you know, or four words for my age immature things I've done, you know, so there's all these type of prompts and this is all free, by the way, there's nothing, there's no cost. So you can go to right. Twitter at hashtag roundup. I have an app in the Google store and the iTunes store that I built and, uh, and that I designed and, and had created. And it's also called hashtag roundup and it's free as well. And that'll send you pushes to your phone every time a new hashtag starts and you go on Twitter and you play. So it's a way to kind of engage with people using the hashtag that people are playing right now. The great way to get visibility is when you're playing on a trend or, or popular conversation that other people are doing as well. So whether you have 100 followers or 40,000 followers, if you're using the hashtag, when people search, they're clicking on the hashtag because they want to see who else is using the hashtag. That does not discriminate with number of followers right. or popularity. Okay. So, so you can really get to know other people and then kind of tweet and share. The, the key really to success on any platform is to give as much as you get. So on Twitter, retweet other people if you want to be retweeted. Most people, they'll be like, nobody, everyone ignores me on Twitter. And I'll be like, you look at their timeline, it's just them, right? Well, mm-hmm. you're ignoring everyone else, so they're ignoring you. Right. So anyway, so, so hashtag Roundup is that. And then hashtag Stampede, we built a bunch of technology behind it. And so like we work with brands and we'll do maybe a custom hashtag specific to their brand. And then there's a technology behind it that then helps drive them to a microsite where then they can opt in. And the idea is to turn anonymous people on social media into known people that they can then email on their mailing list, put into their CRM systems and such like that. And then there's a whole set of tools behind that. So that's okay. the stampede part itself is, is more aimed at businesses, but the roundup is a consumer consumer product so is it is it easier or harder as a as a uh, social media millionaire to produce uh, your show or is that a hindrance or is that a help so um the 
No, yeah, well, you know, it's I use I do use it to help push my podcast and my live show. You know, so it doesn't it doesn't hurt. You it know? doesn't because hurt. I have, I have I have a relationship, so that, you know, with these folks, so you know, they just kind of get to know me on a different level, right? Because with Twitter and stuff like that, it's you know, it's just all reading, right? So now right. we're like, oh, you know, that's not how I thought you said your name, or that's not how I pronounce your name, or oh, I, now I know what you sound like, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and it's interesting because when you know how somebody sounds or how somebody actually talks or the rhythm of their speech, when you read something from them, you start to apply your now actual knowledge of how they they read or talk, right? So, so you know, it adds a little bit of that to me as well in terms of being able to uh, kind of get more fans and followers. But you know, it's just like anything. It's you still gotta fight for attention. You know, I mean, I, someone, you know, I I did a podcast with Kelly Maroney. She's an actress from uh, the '80s, Fast Times. Does a lot of stuff still active. You know, really, really cool. And um, but I did it like months ago. You know, mm-hmm. like in October. And like someone just like a week ago, someone who I'm like would consider a close friend on Twitter. And I believe me, I'm not shy about posting about the. About my podcast, right? He's like, oh, you, oh, you talked to Kelly Maroney. I'm like, yeah, yeah, months ago, yeah, months ago. How'd you miss, how'd you miss that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, so that's why it's like reinforcement. You got to keep reinforcing it. You know, it's like every time I put on a new show, I still pimp the old shows as well. You know, because it's to I when I originally started doing podcasts, I thought people started at the beginning and move forward, and then I realized, oh, they don't. They'll catch on. At some point, and right. move forward from there. Right. So, um, you know, so it's, it's you know, it's, or they'll go back a little bit, or maybe they'll go back when they start to like it. So, you know, every time you put on a new episode, you get pop. You know, the other ones get popular too. Again. Yes, yeah, I, so, I certainly I, I've noticed that in the last uh, three to four months. Is that is a lot of my oldest material starting to catch traction, and the numbers are starting to you know exponentially get larger at a faster rate than some of my new stuff, which is, I don't know, man. I, just, I need one of those algorithm specialists to explain to me what I need to do to maybe level that out or just be happy with it. I, I'm happy when, if anybody listens to my show, I'm excited. So so I love how you glossed over that bank account reference I made. I mean, you just went right on into the answer. Like, the quick chuckling just kept moving. That was pretty smooth, man, I tell you. Appreciate you thinking that. <laughs> was, it, was it? Let's just go with it. Let's just. Go with it. <laughs> All right. So, you are a comedian. That is. Uh, that's was your first love, your first interest, uh, long before podcast and and social media. Uh, you know your your social media presence. So, uh, like, how far back do we go? Like, when 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 did you wake up one morning and go, "I'm gonna be a comedian. That's what I'm gonna do." Like, when did that happen? You know, I've, I think I always wanted to do it, but it was one of those things where you, I didn't know that was something you could do. You know what I mean? It was like, so I didn't, I started much later in life and um, I when I, I had a web company in the late 90s and we I had done a website for Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle and one of the pages on the site was comedy classes. Mm-hmm. And then I was working at a company called Quest Communications and you know, it was, I would do presentations 
and I was, you know, the funny guy, right? I was just, I was just funny because I didn't like being in front of audiences without making them laugh. This is before I was a comedian, but it just made me more comfortable. I didn't like silence, right? So they kind of egged me on to take the writing class at the Comedy Castle to do stand up. So I did, and it was a lot of fun actually. And I wrote, you know, some, some of my first jokes, and, and there was a, you know, you do like a seven minute graduation ceremony. And I did that. And then that was 18, well, 19 years ago, but the last year, obviously didn't do anything. But right. the, yeah. um, a lot of sitting at the house. It's like, <laughs> yeah. but the, uh, you know, but then for 18 years, I was kind of nonstop doing stand up comedy. I was pretty obsessed with it. And, 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 um, you know, we had, we were fortunate back then in Michigan to have many clubs, so I was able to do it multiple, multiple times a week and then, you know, started getting, you know, slots on actual paying shows and stuff like right. that. You know, you start as an MC and then you move to a feature and eventually I was headlining. And, and so, you know, it was, it was, it was a blast. So, you know, it, I see podcasting as an interesting extension of that mm-hmm. in terms of, though I, it's more listening sometimes than, than actually talking, but I think the skills come in terms of being able to move along a conversation or kind of prime a conversation or make light of something that just happened or something like that kind of, um, confidently, I guess you could say, you know, just be just from being on stage. So, you know, when I do my interviews, usually it's, it is mostly about the other person. When I do talk to comedians that those conversations tend to be more conversations, right? Right. not as interested in being interviewed. Right. And so, you know, those, those tend to pull out more stories from me about me than, you know, if I'm talking to a celebrity or something, you know, because right. I always feel like as a celebrity, oh, it was like the time I, well, no, I have no, I have nothing that relates to that, you know, but you try, you know, you do your best, but so, yeah, so. That's well, that. counting you, you make the third comic that I've had on my show so far. Uh, I had a young up and comer out of the Washington, D.C., Virginia area named uh, Vaughn Michael. He actually reached out to me, uh, and I featured him on the show. Really funny guy, young guy. Just you know, he's he's won he he's you know, he's won a few things, but he's still you know he's not Kevin Hart yet, but he's working on it. And then uh, I also uh, interviewed Jeff Allen, uh, the America. This is not the America I grew up in, or the America. I think the I think it's the America I grew up in is actual. Uh, he okay. uh, he's been doing it forever. Um, and he, a matter of fact, his episode was just featured this past Friday. So, uh, and that, that's, that's the two spectrums of, of comedy to me, because this guy just getting started, you know, he was super excited about, you know, the opportunity to do it. Jeff Allen been doing it for a while now, still equally as excited to be able to get it. He's, he was going stir crazy, like you not being able to get up on stage and not being able to go to different places and do things. So, um, so that's just, that's kind of the, the spectrum. Um, you probably fall a little closer to Jeff Allen than Von Michael at this point in your comedic career, though, because I saw the awards on the website. I, yeah. You guys check his website out. He's he's downplaying a lot of this stuff he's talking about. So um, you've had the opportunity to work with a few, um, what we would be, I would consider them larger name, you know, you know, when I when I when I think of the people that I, me and you are fixing to talk about are three names that everybody's gonna know. So I I randomly pulled three people 
from a list of people that you had listed that you'd worked with in the past in the comedy industry. And here's what we're going to do. The first two we're going to, I'm going to talk about, I want you to give just a little short, I don't know, 90 second, two minute little, just a little quirk on each one of them. And then the last one I'm holding, it's got a whole story associated with it. So let's start off, okay? Comedic legend, Gilbert Godfrey. What was that experience like with Gilbert? Because Gilbert's uh, wound a little tight. That's why I was... So Gilbert Godfrey is obviously a legend, comedic legend. He's completely different backstage than he is on stage. He's not the same person at all. He's very... He's just a normal person backstage. He's just normal. <laughs> okay. He's okay. A, so normal. He, so I didn't know normal was an option with him, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. When I worked with him, he had just been laid off from uh, Aflac. Mm-hmm. And so he was, you know, he was very open about talking about that. And, you know, a lot of it was, he kind of explained to me, was, you know, he was paid a lot of money mm-hmm. and that they kind of saw this as an opportunity to cut bait and hire someone cheaper. Okay. Right. Because let's face it, he did a whole routine on it when he got up there, which was funny. Because if you remember, he got fired because he did a tweet that they found offensive in Japan. Yes. Okay. Yes, I remember and, when all that happened. And so part of the issue with that is I think Aflac, and again, don't quote me on this, this is I'm making up the stats, but that's it's right. generally in the right direction. <laughs> is you know, let's say eighty percent of Aflac's business is in Japan, okay, or something okay. like that. Meaning yeah. It was, it was, it's definitely a big market for them. Yeah. So he gets up there and he's like, look, you know, uh, that means what had to happen was I tweeted it in English. Somebody had to translate it, bring it to them. They had to, you know, <laughs> you know they get offended by, you know, like it was like the path to, right. to being offended yes. was so ridiculous. Um, but it made for good stand up there. It made, it made for a good thing. So I, yeah, it was, it was nice. We talked backstage. I, you know, I got a picture with him. We hung out a little bit, and it was funny because it was he was the first person. Usually, when when you're a comic and you work a club, the people that go to that club most of the time are just going to see comedy, right? Mm-hmm. They're they don't necessarily they might know the headliner kinda or they don't. They just know oh we're going to this comedy club. We're going to Hilarity's comedy club. We're going to Mark Ridley's comedy club. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? We're going to see comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. Like, and I mean, occasionally, of course, it's, you know, they knew the headliner or something like that. But most of the time, it's just that. So when I worked with Gilbert Godfrey, it was at a very specific theater called the Magic Bag Theater. And so anyone there was literally there to see Gilbert Godfrey. Right. right. So this is, so I'm opening for him, the only opener. So you're and fillers, what you are. You're the warm up guy. Is that what I'm they the call you? The warm up guy. You're the warm up guy. It's my job to get. Well, anyone who watches comedy, the first two people's job is only to make it that much easier. Not that the headliner isn't so profound, but it's just to warm up the crowd. So when the headliner comes out, he doesn't have to do the warm up. He's right. going to be great and hilarious anyway. But it's just so the, the audience is used to laughing and, and is kind of ready to go. And then the headliner does their thing. And so this particular place kind of is one of the, this theater would be like, it's a bar, right? And so right. it would be like 6.30. But they didn't say, six, so everyone thinks 6.30 is the start time, right? But it's not. That's when the doors open, right. right? So the show's not till like nine or something, you know? Right. So literally in between every song, you know, like where they play a song and there'd be like that two second dip just before the next song, they'd right. start clapping. Like they thought that 
Gilbert was going to come out. <laughs> so, I mean, so by the time you're two hours in, you know, they're, everyone's drinking, all that kind of stuff. And then finally they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Dewaskin. Yeah, it's like, it takes a minute to get them to realize, okay, just, you know, we're, we're going to have fun, but you're just going to, you still have to wait 10 minutes, but you're, you, yeah. now, you know, you're literally 10 minutes closer because he's going to come out right yeah. after me. <laughs> it's not how many songs are you going to hear? All right. that kind of stuff. So an hour and a half into alcohol, they announce yeah. you, and the guy's like, "You're yeah. not Gilbert." <laughs> but, but it was it was fun. It was it yeah. was a good time, and I, I enjoyed it. That was it was just one sh- one show. And Maybe then you shows. and then you fanboyed and had to get a picture with him. Come on, man! What? Oh, I always get a picture. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh well, if that's if that's a common, I didn't know if that was a common thing. Yeah. All right, next what? one, next one, Dave um, Dave Coulier. Oh, Dave Coulet. Okay, so he's so he's really funny. So he, um, he was somebody who I always wanted to work with, and so I finally got matched with him, and I got to feature for him at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. And man, I the first so it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and like the first day we're backstage, you know, in the green room, and like I can't even string a sentence together. It's like I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like I just I'm like it's Dave Coulet, and it was like because you know if it's a comedian, I wasn't like it wasn't like Full House starstruck because I I don't really I don't right. really watched it, but I know Dave Coulet. I mean he's right. like you know a famous comedian and like all that kind of stuff. So he, I I recognize that. So the next day we're. I, I get I do my set and I, I close the door because the way that you close the door behind you and the MC is on stage and David Coulet is standing right there and he's like hey Jeff are you gonna are you gonna hang out after the show and I'm thinking in my head I'm like oh my god Dave Coulet is asking me to hang out and like all of a sudden like I'm on cloud nine I'm like yeah Dave I'm gonna be here and Dave's like good and he hands me his t-shirt and he says, good, can you make sure the MC gets this and brings it on stage so I can sell it? I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, yeah. And then, like, to make matters worse, I'm leaving. And the exit, if you can picture, like, it's two doors with a metal thing that goes between mm-hmm. the two doors. You know, you can picture that. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, I'm walking out. And he's signing autographs and all that kind of stuff behind a table. He's meeting all his fans. And they're lined up like crazy. And he looks up and goes, bye, Jeff. And like, I turn and I wave to him. And in my, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, he, he knew my name. Mm-hmm. And as I'm waving to him, I back into that metal divider. I just <laughs> smash my head. <laughs> 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 and like, I'm like, I'm just going to, I got to yeah. go home. I got to get some sleep. I got to pump myself together. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. he was cool. He, he hung out with us. He told us a lot of stories about Tim Allen. Tim Allen, you know, started in Detroit, and right. um, and so they would be together. It's funny though, like Coulee, when they when famous people tell stories, they're like, "Yeah, I went to L.A. and I slept on this guy's house couch. Whose couch? You know, Dennis Miller. You know, like it would be like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't well, because like they're every, everyone. Yeah, they're just normal people to each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But and they all kind of came up together and became. All right, so, and I'm glad you led in with this because I held on to the end for him. The most <laughs> famous comic in all the state of Michigan, of course, until you finally, you know, ascend beyond him, Mr. Tim Allen. First of all, where where in the world did you run across Tim Allen? So, 
We did a charity event together. It was sort of his, it was a Dick Purton who was a very big at the time radio personality mm-hmm. in Michigan for decades. It's like decades. if you were a comic and you came to Michigan, you were on the Dick Purton show. Right. It was like a big deal. And so um, they were doing, Dick Burns' wife um, had a, a, a form of cancer and this was a fundraiser. Right. So it was, it was him, it was Tim Allen, it was Mike Costa, who was now on The Daily Show, it was Kathleen Madigan, Greg Warren, and a couple other people. Hmm. And so I was picked as like one of the open micers in the area to do a four minute set up front. They picked three of us, me, Gary George, and Steve Lynn. And so we did a set up front. What I didn't know when I did this, cause I thought it was, you know, you sent in your, your tape and then they picked us. I thought it, to me, the win was just being part of the show. I didn't, but it was Dick Purton. So they're a radio and they give away stuff. So they, the winner of the three of us was going to get a trip to Cancun. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, I will, spoiler, I won. But the uh, no, anyways, but, okay story <laughs> over. I won. But but, uh, but but back to Tim Allen. So it was funny because like he's a good dude in general, but you know we were all hanging out. Like there was a lot of us, and we're all hanging. Every name I mentioned earlier, and mm-hmm. other people, and we're all hanging out in this room. Tim Allen comes in. He goes into another room. Mm-hmm. Like he's not hanging with us. Right. And and so I did bump into him in the hallway, and we were talking to him. It was me, Mike Costa. And Tim Allen, and we're just all talking. And then finally, one day, Mike Costa just walks away. And I, later, I said to him, I said, why did you walk away? We're talking to Tim Allen. And he goes, Jeff, you didn't realize he was doing material on us? <laughs> I'm like, what? No, I was just like all dazed because I'm talking yeah, to Tim Allen. Yeah. He's like, he was doing material. He was testing his material on us. I'm like, and sure enough, he goes on stage later and he's doing the bits. And it was like, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was just talking through his material with us to see what our reaction was. And I didn't even catch on. I was just, later I was mad at myself because, well, I did talk to him, which is actually news now is about Galaxy Quest having a sequel. But I asked him about it then. And I'm going back years. This was many years ago. Right. And so I said to him, I said, you know, why didn't you ever make a sequel? And he was talking about how it was all jumbo and stuff like that but later i was like oh crap i didn't even it didn't even strike me i'm sitting here i'm talking to buzz lightyear i didn't even it didn't even occur to me <laughs> like 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 i should have brought like a buzz lightyear uh i should have brought a buzz lightyear you know a toy story cd yeah. or something or yeah. dvd to have him sign yeah. same thing with like gilbert gottfried i should have brought like an aladdin one for him to sign yeah like you that. should have Man, I have a, what a so poor, what Tim, a poor planner you are! <laughs> I know, right? I know. Usually, I'm much better at that kind of stuff. But Tim Allen, the cool thing about Tim Allen was so after that show, I do my mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. Did I mention I won? You, and, yeah, uh, he so, won, guys. And <laughs> <laughs> so you keep, you keep telling, you're accusing me of glossing over things. Yeah, so you know, I yeah. want to make sure I didn't gloss yeah. over. He went to Cancun. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I went to Cancun. So, but here's the coolest thing about that event. So because we were just the open mic or nobodies, when the show was over, all the famous people like Tim Allen and everyone stayed on stage and we're getting press pictures taken. Mm-hmm. Okay, So I'm just walking out. Well, you know, as a comic, that's when everyone kind of comes up to you is when they're it's when you're walking out. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that came up to me went out of their way to come up to me was Tim Allen's mom. And Tim Allen's mom was like, you were great. You were great. And I'm thinking to myself. This is like the greatest compliment ever to get like another comics mom, specifically Tim Allen's right. to, tell, to go out of their way to tell you, know, you 
you know, I remember his brother being there just kind of looking at me like, you know, like he wasn't giving me any confidence. Right. But the mom was, and I was like, that is, this is like the greatest thing. It was always funny because I was always the mom's favorite. Like mm-hmm. comedians would always come up to me and go, oh, it kills me. I'm like, what? My mom keeps telling me you're her favorite comedian. <laughs> Not you? No, no. You. <laughs> this is like, because I just appealed because I was older than some of them. So it's like, I think I just related more to the parents. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's fair to say that you and Tim Allen like aren't like, y'all not like besties. Like y'all not in each other's phones. Y'all don't text each other back and forth or... No, there was this one event. Uh, uh, man. But, but what about Tim Allen's mom? Do you stay in contact with Tim Allen's mom? <laughs> no. I don't. Well, the reason I'm wondering is, here's where we're going to, here's where your career path is about to be altered, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Well, you were talking about Galaxy Quest, the sequel, and I'm glad you brought that up because Tim Allen, it's also been rumored that they're going to reboot Home Improvement with Tim Allen. They, they, just, they just had the character on... Last man standing. That is correct. So, sir, I'm just I'm just putting this out here. I don't know. I might speak it into fruition. I think you could be the front runner for reboot Al Borland. Just saying. Just saying. They're gonna need they're gonna need a comedic straight guy to play, you know, opposite him. You know, I'm not sure if Richard Karn is really into coming back and you know, he's got a lot going on. You know, I'm just saying it could happen. So so think about that, Jeff Dwoskin. I'm um, more than flattered that you said that. I, but I would get, you know, him and Richard Karn, Tim Allen and Richard Karn, are actually doing a show together. Yes. Right now. A, it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a builderish type yeah. reality show. I don't, I don't know if it's launched. But see, I'm telling you, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Richard Karn might not want to, you know, oversaturate himself, you know. I'm thinking this could be the window. This could be the window of opportunity right here. You should I'm climb guessing in. that Richard Karn wouldn't pass that off. Just think. <laughs> I mean, you, he was. Did you see the clip where he was on? Um, he was on Last Man Standing. Richard Karn, not as Al Borland, but he just kind of came on. It's a funny clip. He comes on the show you know, on this on Home Improvement. Tim Allen had three boys, right? And on Last Man Standing, he has three girls. Three girls. That's correct. And so Al Borland, uh, uh, Richard Karn is on Last Man Standing, and he's leaving. He's like. Tell the boys I said hello, and Tim Allen's like I have girls, and and then Richard Carn's character is like really I could have sworn you had boy. <laughs> I'm just saying though, man. I'm just saying. They you do know, that all the time. They they, they might be looking to go a different direction. They might want to you know they might want to you know spice it up a little bit. And just think, you could go down in history as being known as the reboot Al Borland. Just saying. Well, you know what? It's a I'm crazy here, footnote uh, right there. God's ears. Just saying. Just you know, if it happens. What you happens. should do is start maybe get on social media, start wearing a lot of plaid, a lot of plaid. Kind of go ahead and plant that seed, okay? How's that sound? Sounds pretty good, it sounds, huh? It sounds good. But Look, you know, they, they, they do need a new Wilson because he said. Oh my God! Way. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I know you'd so. be full of wisdom. I know you would be. Yeah, and like I look, yeah. I look great. I know, man. I know. From the nose up. I That's right. That is. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be awesome. I'm pretty. I I was hoping that you were going to tell me. Yeah, man, me and Tim, we like we. I went out for Christmas a few years back, you know, at his place and all that kind of stuff. I said, well, this is a perfect end. He's going to be the next Al Borland. So. I'm sorry anyway. to disappoint you. You know, a lot of times when you work with these famous people, it's kind of you. You kind of meet them, and then you you go different ways. You know, that was sort of like one of those things where he was like the big. 
for that particular event. That was like his comeback to stand up. That was the right. first time he did stand up in a long time. And, you know, it was like, like I said, he was like in a different room. Well, I am, uh, I'm working on trying to get Richard Corn on the show. He and I have bounced messages back and forth to each other for a while now. So if I can get him on the show, I'll see if I can talk him down off that new spot. Yeah, yeah I, he's a good dude. I've talked to him. So, um, guy, so, man, I tell you, I um, we you you got plenty of stuff we could talk about. It'd take a couple of days to cover it all. Like I said, your website's chock full of information. Um, before you get out of here, though, go ahead, be that self promoter that I know you are. Share all of your contact information, and uh, so people can find your show, find you on social media, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Thank you. Uh, Jeff Dewaskin on Twitter. You can follow my personal Twitter at Big Macher. That's B-I-G-M-A-C-H-E-R. You can follow the show on Twitter or Instagram at Jeff Dewaskin Show. And on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Jeff is funny. The show website is jeffisfunny.com for those of you who can't spell Dewaskin, which I'm sure is everyone. And so, <laughs> so jeffisfunny.com will get you there as well. You can find all the links at Jeff is Funny. You can, you can play any episode. And then there's also a button where you can subscribe. And, you know, when you're subscribing, make sure you're subscribing to my show, Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dewaskin Show. Please also subscribe to World of Wally. I know he would appreciate that. Amen well. to that, brother. Amen to that. Yeah. And then tell your friends about both our shows and all that kind of good stuff. But, yeah. Uh, if you tweet at me or reply, I'll, I will definitely say hello back. He's quite the presence on social media. Trust me. Yeah. You reach out to him, he's going to reach back. Jeff, oh, can't... Oh, yeah. oh, I have one other thing. I, I also have a live show every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern called Crossing the Streams. So that's a live engagement show. So we talk about TV shows you can stream. And if you if you chatter with us through either YouTube or Facebook Live while it's going on um, or through Twitter... Then, or Twitch, then uh, we, we pop you up on the screen and we'll, we'll talk at you as well. well and so. you give money away and stuff like that? Or what? how does that we work? Haven't given, we haven't given money away. Oh, my gosh. Hey, he's working on that, dude. He's working on that. All right, Jeff, can't thank you enough, brother. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, I Like I said, I when I was doing a little research on you, it seemed like I found you everywhere. So uh, I guess that's a good thing for you. So... <laughs> Anyway, man. I appreciated hey, being on your show. Thank from you so much from for Columbia, me. Mississippi to Detroit, Michigan, man. I wish you all the luck in the world. Hope your show goes fantastically. And uh, hey, keep doing that comedy thing, man. They say Jeff is funny, at least dot com does. So <laughs> all right, thank you, brother. All right. And as always, guys, Wally out. Hey guys, quick shout out to Timothy O. Davis of Ridgewood Recording Studios. His studio offers a full line of music production ranging from song demos and singles to fully produced albums. He focuses on excellence at every level of the recording and production process and will work with you for your project specific needs. So remember guys, Timothy O. Davis, reach out to him at timothydavis.org front slash Ridgewood Studios. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner.